I drive zero RB in Dynasty. Pass up a young receiver? Nah, I couldn't be me. My fifth wide receiver and it's only round seven Not sure if I'm dead, cause I think this is heaven Now forget what he said and listen to me What you really wanna do is stack those RBs You can be Linda, just let me be frank Those RBs on your roster is money in the bank One says it's awful, the other says it's great It's time to buckle in for a dynasty debate Welcome in, welcome in, welcome in Episode 48 of the Dynasty Debates, building the big board series, going strong, back again. I am your humble host as always, Evan Brown. You can catch me on Twitter at FFEvanLution, the humblest host in the biz, some say. You can follow the show at Dynasty Debates. It is the best kept secret in all of Dynasty Fantasy Football. Where else are you going to get these amazing sort of guests every single week? You can drop an email, dynastydebates at gmail.com. If you have any questions or comments about the series, about the show in general, requests, whatever you feel like, let me know. It'll be good to hear from you. Guys, I haven't asked in a little while, but if you have a spare 45 seconds in your life, I know you're busy. I know the draft is coming, but hey, could you jump on your favorite podcast listening platform and drop a rating, maybe even a review if you would be so kind? I would really appreciate it. It really helps the show. And hey, who doesn't like to help people out, you know? You help me, I'll help you. It, we're all in this together. So Peter Howard at PA Howdy on Twitter is back with us one last time. He was here not for a long time, but most surely for a good time. We've got two more sleepers for you. It's going to be a great show. Here we go. Something is wrong with you. I got a fever. Adam himself could not resist the temptation of rookie fever. We are back again, and this is probably the last time because Peter has told me that he's sick of all the grief and the abuse that I've been giving him about his takes <laughs> about UDFAs and Tyler Goodson. And, you know, he's just sick of the whole thing. And I, I appreciate that. You know, I am a bit of a Hachiman here. And, um, but we're going to be talking two more prospects before he gets out of here. And again, I really appreciate Peter's time. It's been really fascinating to hear his takes and his side of this. And, um, yeah, we're going to talk a couple of guys here. going to go with, Keontae Ingram, which is a, I find a very interesting prospect. He is, uh, well, this last year he played for USC, so University of Southern California, the Trojans. He comes in at six foot tall, 221 pounds, so he's a thick boy. Um, Four-star recruit coming out of high school. He's a senior, 22 years old. He ran a 4.5340, which is fine. Nothing to write home about. He had a 34 and a half inch vert. Again, okay. 10 foot two broad. It is what it is. Not embarrassing, but nothing to jump up and down about. In high school, he did compete in basketball, track and field, and football. So he's a multi-sport athlete, and he played at Texas for the first three years. So he com- he went to Texas. Played really well, well, fairly well, freshman, sophomore year, then what happened. So he basically gets injured on and off his junior year, plus the emergence of future superstar RB1, Bijan Robinson, basically kind of forced him into a backseat situation. So it'll be interesting to hear in a minute here what Peter's take is on that from like an analytics perspective. So he seems to like almost have gotten out alphaed by Bijan Robinson, which obviously if you're in any way, shape or form connected to Debbie Circles, you know, he sounds like the second coming of Barry Sanders or something like that. Everybody seems to think he's the great next, next, next greatest thing since sliced bread. Um, so I don't know that there's any shame in that, but basically that seems to be what happened. He had a really good freshman year, good sophomore year, and then 
like I said, got injured in preseason, dealt with some injuries throughout his junior year. Also, Bijan being on the field, um, he kind of just had a back seat and he decided to kind of bet on himself, transfer over to USC and see if he could revitalize his career. And to some extent, it worked. Um, in Texas in 2018 to 2020, he had 339 rush attempts for 1,811 yards, 5.3 yards per carry, and 11 touchdowns. He also had 67 receptions for 515 yards, 7.7 yards per reception, and six touchdowns. And so in one year at USC, he had 156 rush attempts for 911 yards, uh, 5.8 yards per carry and five touchdowns. And he still managed to rack up 22 receptions for 154 yards, seven yards per reception. So very quickly here, I am going to give my hot takes on Keontae Ingram with regards to, I, I do like Keontae Ingram a lot. Um, he's certainly intriguing to me because of his size. He's got that six foot tall, 220 size where he could physically be a three down back. Um, you know, it is in the range of outcomes and he's also a good enough runner where that is a possibility, but then he also brings the pass catching. Like we've been talking on and on about, he brings that pass catching ability and upside that could mean really good things for fantasy. So, couple of the notes here he does have good vision good patience waiting for blocks to develop um he ran i thought particularly well in power gap blocking schemes he has a solid center of gravity he's not like a power back in the sense of you know a damian pierce or brian robinson jr where he's going to knock people over but he certainly has a bit of power to his game um he doesn't run people over, but he does always keep pushing, keep looking for extra yards. I like that he seems to be like a really hard runner. He really, really goes for it. When he sees a lane, he can be very decisive. So he can wait, 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 wait. And then when he sees it, he puts his foot in the ground and goes. Um, he seems to process things quite quickly. And once he's into the running lanes and things like that, he works well in zone. So he's multifaceted. He doesn't have to just be one type of uh, running scheme. I like... I just like him as a player. Like I said, I think he's fairly interesting and fairly uh, interesting in different elements because he's got solid hands. He looks to provide the dump off for the quarterback quickly. So he's straight away out into the flat looking over, you know, he's not necessarily out running routes like, um, you know, some of these other running backs possibly in the class, but he's always available. He's always making himself available. He's got soft hands. He's able to convert to yards after the catch. Once he does create, you know, once he does get receptions, he's not just getting a ball and getting tackled. He's actually getting the ball and looking straight up field, trying to make the most of blockers, things like that. He's not great at pass protection, which I don't love. Obviously you want him to have as many sort of tools in the tool chest as possible. If he's looking to get drafted and he's looking to make a, an NFL roster, um, so again, when we talk about like the injuries and what happened in his journey and his story, he looked like he slimmed down a bit, um, got a bit fitter when he went to USC from his last year than he was playing in Texas, and he looked better. I thought he looked more impressive at USC, which obviously that's his last year as he's getting ready for the NFL draft. So I think that's positive. I think he's trending in the right direction. Um, so yeah, I think he's a really interesting sleeper, somebody who out of the list of guys that we've been talking about, he's certainly one of the higher ones on my list because... Um, we talked about Borgie being really interesting because of his elite pass catching that he had volume wise um, in that season. And that is definitely exciting and worth keeping in mind. But with Ingram, 
he's certainly serviceable to good in the in the pass catching, but he also provides more than uh, Borgie, in my opinion, from like the actual running back perspective. So his power, his his vision, his ability to um, you know even just his size. He's got 220 pounds. He's got a pretty thick build. Um, athletically, he could hold up to more punishment than a smaller guy who maybe just barely hits 200 pounds. Uh, so yeah, I think he's a really interesting prospect to keep an eye on. I think if if he gets drafted anywhere half decent, he's certainly somebody that I would be sneaking up into maybe like the late third round or something like that in a one QB league. Um, you know, just wanting to take a dart throw on because I think he has a pretty interesting skill set. You know, when it comes to being all around, different things that he brings to the table, but. I am curious, Peter, do you have anything on Ingram? Is there anything that stood out to you when you looked at his profile analytically? Yeah, my database just crashed. Isn't that nice? And when I try to look up someone I'm less familiar with, no, I've been meaning to look at him. He's on my list of players I've yet to rank, which is uh, thankfully a relatively small one outside the tight end position right now. Um, little facts is you, you told me things about him, but he does kind of look like that. He looked like a player who developed into a 54% opportunity share at the position, if my memory serves, because my Excel sheet was in the middle of crashing right now. And then the following year, he drops down to like 20%, which looks odd. And then you see him switch teams. So he looks like a guy who lost opportunity and switched teams to try and find a better last year before he goes to the NFL. And um, I would say that last year looks like his best year. His overall just yards per team attempt looks below average but if you adjust it by experience as in freshman sophomore junior senior he was slightly above average um on the conference level um in terms of his overall adjusted yards per team attempt he was used like over 25 receptions both of those first years which is what's first struck me and then that last year he's back over 25 receptions i think it was at like 28 and in the middle there that down year before he left to go to a new school it was at 11 receptions um, and 20%, 27% of opportunities. Um, I would say his last year is his strongest year. He's clearly being used a lot in the receiving game, especially for a college running back, which NFL teams are going to see and hopefully therefore utilize. But his best stats come from the rushing game, that rushing yards per team rush attempt, which is a mouthful I'm realizing now, um, was his best stat. He was like 2.8 in that last year, which is highly impressive. Like that's average for a senior um, running back just about to enter the NFL, which is a high, higher average than usual. He looks like a very effective rusher who was used, uh, used a lot in the receiving game, though he wasn't adding a lot with the receiving game. That doesn't necessarily matter. Efficiency in the receiving game doesn't matter nearly as much to me as getting those opportunities. So his adjusted yards per team attempt, despite being low, even in those first two years and that last year it was low, I think it was maxed out at like 1.8. And we've talked about two being a fairly decent average. I think that's exaggerated because he was being used a lot in the receiving game, but was a much more effective rusher. And ultimately that utilization matters more to me. So I think he's really interesting. I don't have an exact take on him right now or notes to read off to you again, because like I say, I haven't really dug into him. But I think it's a very interesting pick. Um, definitely within this, you know, for me, a fifth tier range of potential running back ads, third round or later. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that's really cool to see that obviously analytically you're getting sort of the same vibe from him probably is what I'm 
sort of saying really is, um, you know, last year definitely felt like the most impressive to me watching him and he felt like he slimmed down a little bit. And obviously I think it was just a bit of a a wake up call for him probably that junior year, you know, when he dealt with some injuries, realized the the human element of, of who he was as a, as a player and, you know, the short life, short life that he has in this, in this game. And then seeing somebody like B. John Robinson come along and, you know, take away some of that opportunity, probably just like, Oh, okay. I need to take this a little bit more seriously. So he transferred, you know, obviously slimmed down a bit, um, worked really hard on his game. And I thought he had a really impressive season. So absolutely somebody, you know, especially with the athletical size that he has, you know, that, that is important. You know, we want to see those guys over 200 pounds for the, to hold, to hold up to the punishment in the NFL as a running back. So absolutely somebody I'm keeping an eye on and, Last guy, then we're just going to hit on, and it's just more for me. I know um, Peter said he doesn't really have a lot on this guy, but I just want to talk about him real quick and just sort of take my take on him, and then even maybe just sort of, I guess, with what I'm talking about or what I think of him, I'll get maybe uh, Peter's take on that from an analytical perspective or if that is something that I'm wasting my time on. But it's a guy who some of you may be familiar with, some of you may not. It is Devontae Price out of FIU. Uh, the Panthers. He's six foot one, two hundred and twenty pounds, I believe. I've got down here two hundred and twenty. Um, that is no two hundred and ten. So he was two hundred twenty listed at his college, but he's actually two hundred and ten when he comes to the combine. So whether he slimmed down for the running or whether that is just them over uh, over egging the pudding, um, we <laughs> don't know. So he's a redshirt senior. I can't find out how old he is, but he played for like 73 years at FIU. So I'm guessing he's probably 23, 24 years old. Um, so at the combat, so he's six foot one, 210, 215 pounds. He's pretty big, pretty, pretty big guy. And he ran a four, three, eight, 40, which is really interesting. And he had a 34 inch vert, nine foot 11 broad. So his broad and his vert weren't great, but he ran really fast. Um, and his, his 40 and his speed time are 95th percentile, basically. If you look at like player profiler or things like that, um, he did compete in track and field in high school. He did break some records at FIU. So FIU's Florida International University. Um, he had the most yards per rush in a season um, for them, 6.84 yards per rush in 2020. And he had the most yards per game in a season at 116.2 in 2020. So in 40 games, 240 attempts for 1,521 yards, 6.3 yards per carry and nine touchdowns, 35 receptions for 224 yards, six four yards per reception and one touchdown so what i'll say about him you know just quickly is he's he's certainly a rough prospect he's not like you know and that's why we're talking about him here that's why we're, we're not talking about him in the first round or the second round or whatever he is just a, a dart thrower and a flyer but i like things for example how big he is he's six foot one 210 or 15 pounds obviously i would love to see him add another 10 pounds or something to his frame he's a big guy if he was in at 220 225 that could be a serious problem uh for the defense um he is a pretty powerful runner he hits the hole pretty hard he has good speed for his size obviously at six foot one 210 215 pounds being able to run a four three eight or whatever that's pretty impressive um he's not overly evasive he's not a big shifty kind of guy again probably because of his size how big he is but 
I just like the traits. I like how big he is physically. I like that he's fast. I like that he he has some some traits that I'm curious about. Um, he, he is very raw. He is a downhill runner. He's decent in his pass protection. Um, and it's it's FIU. It's it's a weird sort of profile, which that makes me think that Peter's gonna love him because it is a weird <laughs> profile. It's just a weird dude, um, who is a big guy who can run fast and he can he has some power to him. So I think he's just somebody that I'm gonna keep an eye on. And if they do get drafted. You know, if he gets drafted um, at all, I think that'll be a win for him. Um, but if he does get drafted or he lands somewhere as a UDFA, obviously Peter will love him even more. And then if he's a UDFA and he's a really weird profile, he might be in the second round for Peter when it comes to rookie draft season. <laughs> but obviously um, Peter doesn't have too much to say about him because he hasn't really dug into him yet. But what are your thoughts on obviously from what I've explained, like big tall guy can run quite fast. And he's obviously for his own conference or for his own school you know he set some records for most yards per rush in a season most yards per game in a season um so you know he's had success at his level he's obviously a prospect he's somebody who's been you know growing through a smaller school smaller system taking his time learning the game but um is is there anybody like that historically that you can think of people that you know were like those kind of prospects that you were are you those guys that you're intrigued by that you want to throw darts at or do you sort of want to see more um no i got nothing i could use to compare him with right now to other prospects i think it's interesting that he was invited to the combine he's played for five years in college my guess he's going to be closer to 24 than he is going to be 23 um, with these yeah. two senior seasons, ne- never had more than 682 rushing yards. So he's not like, oh, they just like like the bulldozer. But he is huge, and that 40 time is immense. So his weight-adjusted and height-adjusted athleticism is going to look good. The fact they invited him to the combine tells you someone's looking, especially coming from Cursor. Like no one playing five years in the Cursor Conference without topping out over 700 rushing yards is getting invited to the Comrade Conference combine unless someone's noticed him and and like hey that guy's physically interesting which is where where i'm gonna have to leave it lie i think the fact that the nfl is interesting enough to bring him to the combine see that his his athleticism based on his height six foot one 210 pounds running a four three eight is highly impressive and and so the draft is going to tell us how much that matters but yeah. even in a with this weird a college history and being an older running back, he's going to be one of those guys you should have in mind. He's athletic. He's big. The NFL's it really is to me curious that a guy playing that long at that lower conference was invited to the combine. If he gets any kind of draft capital to sit behind someone, then we see yeah. preseason hype. That kind of stuff all matters for a guy who basically he can just hand wave at his production. Yeah, it's bad. Whatever, cursor. <laughs> and, and then just see a gigantic athletic guy on a depth chart and um, all of that stuff yeah. is going to help. There's a guy who could rise quick. And um, if there is preseason hype, if there is, you know, a fifth round pick, fourth round pick behind, yeah, even behind a good running back or established running back, and then he gets injured or whatever. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. All I mean, I would love, big... yeah, exactly. I'd love for them to, you know, you know, take him in Tennessee in the sixth round or something like that. Let him sit behind Derrick Henry and see how a big dude, you know, really runs in the NFL level, you know, let him put on some muscle for a year or so and then like see what happens. But definitely somebody for me, just, just be aware of, you know, I would say be aware of him, see what happens. If he surprises us and gets drafted, even if it is later rounds, fifth, sixth round, the fact that he even gets drafted would be pretty impressive considering his production, considering the school that he comes from. But I think he's, I think, 
you know, like we've kind of both said really, it's, you can't teach someone to be six foot one, you know, 200 plus pounds and run a, you know, four, three, eight or whatever. So uh, right. it's pretty cool that he's, and I he's think got, this is where you make that kind of rule. Like I generally react badly to combine takes like that. It's like, if you're not good and you're athletic, that's a bad thing. <laughs> like if you're the most athletic man on the field and you're the biggest man on the field at 18 and you can't put up 800 brushing yards, that's bad. But if you're talking like we're talking with this guy, you know, he's a third, fourth round pick. That's where you go, well, it was Cursor and he got draft cat or he at least got invited to the combine. I think that's where you make that kind of, yeah. we don't know the future kind of a. Exactly. Yeah, no, exactly. I think that's where, you know, you get in trouble if you start, you know, like you said, double counting things and stuff like that, where maybe you're like, oh, I like him because he's big and tall and fast. And oh, and he ran a good 40 time. Oh, brilliant. You know, I'm going to take him in the second round or whatever. It's like, that's where you get yourself in trouble. But yeah, as a dart throw, you know, again, probably if he goes UDFA, don't be, I wouldn't be even spending any draft capital on him i would just wait and scoop him off the waivers if he does attach himself to some team see what happens um, but he's certainly somebody that i'm intrigued by but no i i uh, really appreciate peter you taking time to stop by and enlighten me i apologize for all the stupid questions but thank you for your graciousness <laughs> and for not shouting at me too much for the uh the idiocy but uh no man it's, it's been awesome having you on and guys definitely if you don't already which i can't imagine why you wouldn't go follow him on twitter at paul howdy definitely a lot of great information always he's always willing to answer questions and uh enlighten people and show them the ways of the analytics <laughs> and um definitely check out his pod as well i really enjoy listening to his pod uh, dynasty crossroads sure, um he has a lot of just really as you can tell obviously from the, even these episodes he's just got a really interesting unique way of processing information thinking about things thinking out loud at times <laughs> and um yeah i just i really appreciate him coming on i really appreciate uh him taking time to uh, to hop on the pod here again and win Max Borgie is a top 12 dynasty running back. I will certainly be pointing back to this episode as the moment when, when we all, we all knew the truth because Peter, we done told, Peter told us about <laughs> yards per team pass brush attempt thing. <laughs> no, you're making, uh, we need to Sam, get making Sam way too special, man. I just, I'm trying to get better at fan. If there's a difference between me and the actual smart people, it's that I'm, just want to do better in my dress. I just want to get better in fantasy. And I think that gives me, you know, a slight edge. I get to go. I don't care if I got it wrong. I just care if I need to need to know he's good now. Well, there you have it, folks. As you can tell, an officer and a gentleman. Go follow at PA Howdy on Twitter. Check out his work at DLF. Check out the Dynasty Crossroads podcast. And thank you very much for stopping by this week and listening to some more sleepers that we had. Apologies again for the bad internet connection. We did our best. We tried our best and hopefully it was good enough for you. Quick reminder, if you are interested in getting your hands on some of this rookie film yourself, checking out these guys, you can check out the film room at Dynasty Nerds. You can become a Nerd Herd member. You get rankings. You get lots of goodies. Check it out. And if you use code FFEvolution, you get 15% off at the checkout. So another bargain to get you ready for those rookie drafts. Join us again next week. We'll have another amazing guest and we're going to cover off another position. Look forward to it. I draft zero RB in Dynasty. Pass up a young receiver. Nah, I couldn't be me. My fifth wide receiver and it's only round seven. Not sure if I'm dead because I think this is heaven. Now forget what he said and listen to me. What you really want to do is stack those RBs. You can be Linda. Just
just let me be frank Those Arby's on your roster is money in the bank One says it's awful, the other says it's great It's time to buckle in for a dynasty debate